Hello, and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast for what is a very, very special episode. If you're not familiar with our show, we have been going back through every single Netflix original film and talking about it, what we like, what we didn't like, and what we took out of it. All the kind of stuff that you like to chat about with your mates when you're leaving a cinema. Last week, we chalked up our 100th movie on the list. And this week, we want to recap what we've enjoyed most about these 100 films. As always, I'm Jesse, and I'm joined with my co-host, MJ. MJ, how are you today? I am very, very good, Jesse, because these are my favorite episodes to do. I, I just, I think I've already told you this, you know that I love a list, and... <laughs> This gives me a chance to list and rate not only the 100 films that we've seen in order, but also just talk about the best scenes and the best characters and all that kind of stuff. And it's just nice because I think so often when you, when you watch a film, you watch it, you log it on Letterboxd, of course, and then you might forget about it. You might not talk about it. And the beauty of what we're doing here is that we do talk about it and now we get to have a recap. So I think one thing we should try and do in this episode which I probably should have told you off air, to be honest, Jesse, but try and, <laughs> try and do it as spoiler-free as possible. So Ooh. we don't expect that every... I know, I, I, as possible, but <laughs> we don't expect that every single person would have seen 100 films, uh, and we don't want everyone to have had to have seen every film. So we're going to have a bit of fun with this, talking about our highlights and lowlights and films that you might want to see. So we'll try not to spoil things as much as possible, and if we are going to spoil it, we might tell you to pause it for five or ten seconds when we uh, just want to talk about something specific. Well, you've, um, you've put the pressure on me. How's your week I've, I've been, got... <laughs> oh, My week's been good. Yeah, um, I thought uh, the we've, had, we've had a had a massive um, change in our family. We've got a, a child that's uh, joined the, the household. So, uh, yes, <laughs> the, the podcasting um, world is going to change a little bit every now and then. Our episodes may not be out at the same time every week, but uh, we'll um, stick it out as best we can and, and get these done. Um, sometimes you might hear a baby crying in the background, and that, that that's all good. But uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to stick it out and... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this as well because, yeah, it's good to look back and go, hey, we've looked at 100 different films, 100 different movies, so many different things that we've taken from these things. And that spoiler, th- oh, I'm going to struggle. So I'm going to have to, as we go, make sure I don't spoil anything. But I am looking forward yeah, to and this. Yeah, like, yeah, I think we can always just say, hey, there's a little spoiler here. So just if you don't, and you know what, you might not care anyway. Um, but congratulations on your new arrival, Jesse. It is very exciting. I think you downplayed it a little bit. Um, and unfortunately, if you had a listen to our episode last week, we were celebrating the fact that we were able to do it in person again. Um, <laughs> being in Melbourne, we've had a <laughs> we've had a pretty ordinary week with uh, with all the COVID restrictions being uh, enforced back onto us. So we are back doing it remotely. As Jesse said, you might hear a baby crying in the background, but I think that's what makes it all the more exciting. Yes, uh, it's it's so very very exciting. So if I uh, slur a few of my words, which I just nearly slurred that one, but um, it's <laughs> yeah. because of the the lack of sleep and um, the ability of um, you know just having very long long nights that turn into mornings and days, and it just sort of uh, all blurs into <laughs> one. So <laughs> let's get on to this. This is this is your episode, MJ. This is what you love the most, like you've mentioned. So let us know what's uh, going on first. Yeah, well, I am happy to take the reins today a little bit more. So previously, we've done these episodes and I've got you to send me through your list and we've done like a total, you know, flicks forum average of our of our rankings. I haven't done this this time because I want us to be able to talk about our favourite films on air and I want to know sort of as we go uh, what, what films that you like the most. So for those listening, me and Jesse have both ranked our top 100 films from the first 100 in order of how much we enjoyed them. We're going to post both of the, both of our lists online. We'll, we'll probably 
probably have links to even letterbox lists that we can that we can send out as well. But um, for the purpose of this episode, let's go through our top twenty each. We'll go through from twenty to one. I want to go through me and you at the same time, and we can have just a quick brief chat about what we've got. So, Jesse, what did you have as your twentieth best Netflix original film? All right, just just before I go with that, I'm just going to mention. So, if anyone has listened to our our previous top twenty five and top fifty and seventy five episodes, okay. I based we we're not doing an episode on our last twenty five because we're we're doing this big sort of special episode with our with our hundred. So, my top ten, I've got three new entries from that last 25. I'm just putting that out there early. So there are some switches up um, um, what's going on. And I don't know whether that's, I just wanted to bring it up earlier because I'm not sure whether that's the newness of, of watching them recently that, that you know, that, that sort of uh, feeling that, oh, I remember what that was like that sort of changes. But they, these lists are a little bit different for me personally than um, the other lists that we, we've put together. So it's worth listening and, and checking out what we've got here, I think. I'm very excited. But um, yeah, back into it. What did you say? My number 20. My number 20 is, mm. um, I gave it a three and a half an hour on our show. Um, it was bright with, uh, Will Smith and, ah. uh, Joel Edgerton. No. Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Not Joel Edgerton. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, Joel yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, my number 20 film. Yeah. So that's, that's I'm sitting actually... there nicely in the 20. I know critically it wasn't uh, received very well, but I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, I, think, I, I was not a huge a fan of bright. I had. I, got, I think I, there we go, I found it at 61. I had it at number 20. I had Ooh. amateur, the, um, the basketball movie about the, uh, the, the high school kid playing, uh, basically playing college basketball amateur. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Um, I had it, it's in my top 50. So I had that at 43. Nice. What do you got at 19? Number 19, number 19. Let's go back to the list. I've got, um, our souls at night, which if you say very, very fast, I remember from our episode, it, it sounds like, um, assholes, something or other, there's <laughs> something along those lines, but, um, our souls at night with, uh, Jane Fonda and Robert Redford was number 19 for me. Very nice film. I had it at 56, but I'm not saying that's a bit negative because it was a very nice film. Uh, number 19, I had a film that you didn't really enjoy, but I very much an MJ kind of film and I've got happy anniversary at 19. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that film. I thought it was it was okay. I, I I'm struggling to find that on my list as well. Number seventy five, I had that, so fairly uh fairly low. But yeah, it, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't the best either. All right, yeah. number eighteen, and I think that you're you're gonna have this one a bit higher than I did. I did really enjoy this film though, and that was uh Come Sunday with um Jason Siegel and Chiwetel Eldefor. Um, number eighteen yes. for me. I will come to that one later on. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you would. Uh, number All right, you're 18. 18. Yeah, I had Girlfriend's Day, which I think you're going to have very low, but I, I very much enjoyed Girlfriend's Day. Very weird, very different kind of film, but I, I enjoyed that they really lent into this whole bizarre kind of scenario. And Bob Odenkirk, very good in it. Yeah, I had that down at 67, but yeah, it was a different sort of um sort of idea where, yeah, that greeting card sort of world, which, yeah, it, it, was, it was interesting, but yeah, it wasn't my favourite. Okay. Winter number seventeen. This is one of the recent ones uh, that we've done on our podcast, and and that was um, Extinction for me, the the sci fi film, um, which I won't say much about because I don't want to give it away. But um, Extinction number seventeen for me. All right, what about where did you have Extinction? I had Extinction at forty, but yeah, and very very honest film. Yeah, I didn't mind it. We had a, hmm. a chat about that recently. Uh, number hmm. seventeen, a film that definitely <laughs> split us as well. One of the funnier films. I, 
probably the the funnier the the best straight comedy I reckon that we've had in these top one hundred, and for me it's Game Over Man. <laughs> I, I laughed at parts of Game Over Man, but there were parts of that film that uh, just didn't sit right with me. And um, yeah, I I can completely see how some people would find that really good. And yeah, I, I enjoyed parts of it, but for me that was at eighty three. Okay, we're into number sixteen. Number sixteen, and I, I think these are the, these are our top um, between ten and twenty. I think we've got quite big differentials with these because I think you're going to have this one a lot lower as well. And for me, this was um, the film with Brad Pitt. Um, it was War Machine, which I, I really rated highly. Um, yeah, and I, I'm guessing you've got that quite a lot lower. Yeah, I I had a lot of trouble with with War Machine. It um, and uh, here we go. I've got I've got it at number eighty. I oh, yeah, it didn't do anything yeah. for me when it was too long. That was no. the other thing that stood out. <laughs> um, now let all me right, scroll yeah. all the way back up my list. <laughs> uh, so yeah, sixteen. I had I had another one we did somewhat recently. Really good thriller was Caliber. Yeah, Caliber. Yeah, that was that was an enjoyable film. I had that at number forty, so it cracked my top fifty. But definitely a good film as well. Um, so. Irish? No, Scottish. Scottish. I think it was Scottish. Uh, Scottish. Yeah, you're right. Scottish. Scottish. Yeah, I think it was Scottish. Good. Okay. Top fifteen. Now we're looking at the fifteen. What we mm. think are the top fifteen films. I've got um one of the earlier films that we did. It's a sci-fi film. It's Ark. I've got at my top my fifteenth pick. What about you? Ark was a good movie. Yeah, I, I'm going to get to Ark later on as well. But number fifteen Ooh. is. I've got a weird trend here. Of these are a lot of films that you didn't like, Jesse. Number fifteen, I've got Shimmer Lake, which uh, almost oh, the best twist geez, that we had. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I, I can't work out. Uh, Eighty four, I had Shimmer Lake. Shimmer Lake was <laughs> one of the worst films that we we watched. So I'm glad you enjoyed that. But whoa, me and Hater both 15. liked it. <laughs> yeah, who's Hater? Yeah. I forgot who that guy is. We'll see. He, he won't even listen to this, so he doesn't doesn't know what I'm saying. All right, fourteen. <laughs> so number fourteen, I had. A great film. I think it was Alan Page in Tallulah. Um, I enjoyed wow. that film from early on. That was that was quite a nice film. So Tallulah for me at number 14. I did like Tallulah as well. At uh, number 14, I have I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. Yeah, good. I think that's probably the closest we've had. I had that at uh, 27. So, yeah, that, that was a Elijah Wood film. Um, good film. Melanie good film. Linsky. Very good film. Yep. Yes. Good. All right, 13. And I think... You had this one a lot lower than I did. So again, um, number 13 for me was Burning Sands, which was that hazing film, um, Yeah, which I know you weren't a massive fan of. I didn't which, like yeah, Burning probably... Sands, no. <laughs> no, no. That's re- really low, I had really Burning low. Sands. <laughs> I had it at 90. Um, oh, and I think you're probably going to have my number 13 in a similar spot. I've got Clinical at 13. I, I didn't hate Clinical. I'm from memory, um, clinical. I had at 58, so not quite as low, but okay. yeah, clinical was yeah, clinical was okay. There's some there's some good things that I'll talk about in my scenes later for clinical. I think or performances. Lovely. All right, number 12. I've got um, one of the Stephen King adaptions. We we've done two so far um, on Flix Forum. Number 12. I've got 1922, which was uh, that yeah, nice. sort of farmer dude. Yeah. With his yeah, I'm not going to spoil. I won't say anything. Don't want to spoil it. If you want to watch uh, 1922, head out and do that. All right, MJ, you're Yeah, going. I'm not dissimilar with that. Yeah, 1922, I've got it at 27. Number 12, I've got Tallulah, though, um, which you've just oh, mentioned good. before. So they were very close. Oh, very, very close. Yeah, good. Now, Tallulah was a, a good film. I'm heading as I'm thinking as we're, we're starting to head towards uh, the top 10 that we're going to have a few more similar ones, but I definitely know my number, uh, what am I up to? 11. 
you are going to have so, so low, I think. Number 11, I've got Mercy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> 94. <laughs> Nine, yeah, so your sixth worst film is uh, almost cracked my top ten. <laughs> we were on a completely different page with that film. Uh, that film bothered me in, in so many ways, and I'm glad it didn't bother you. <laughs> Goodness. All right, what did you have? <laughs> I actually think we're going to do this again, though. Eleven, I've got Irreplaceable You. Oh, wow. I hated that movie. I've got that at 85. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? It's like we watch different films. I thought recently we'd been a lot more in touch with each other, but yeah. obviously not. <laughs> our, our ten to twenty, or sorry, our eleven to twenty, we've been very uh, off off skew. So let's hope that we can bring it home together uh, for our top ten. So number ten, are you ready for it? I'm hoping that you've got this somewhere. If not, I'm going to cry. Yep. I've got. It's one of our recent films that we've done. It's the Indian film Sometimes about um, HIV. Where's that sit yep. for you? I enjoyed that movie. 29. I, but, I did enjoy 29, it. Okay. it a good, very good movie. Not, not top 10, though. Okay, we're still off a bit. What's your number 10? We're still off. Number 10, uh, it is also a foreign language film, though, and I've got Seven Años at number 10. Good. I, I've got that at 21, so not too far off. That was a, a very good film. Just missed my top 20, um, Seven Años. That was a good yeah. film. All right, number nine. Number nine, again, I've got a, another foreign language film, and this is another recent one, and it's another Indian film. It's Lust Stories which was the anthology oh, yeah. uh, four-part story about uh, lust, I guess, is the best way of putting it. But <laughs> I love that, that you have number, that at number nine. I, I, I really enjoyed that film. Um, not, not quite as yeah. much as the um, Mumbai stories, which was its the one before it, but I, I really enjoyed yeah. that film. What about I you? also enjoyed it. I had lust stories at 23. So it was, yeah, it's a really good film. I, I'd highly recommend it. Um, number nine, I had a futile and stupid gesture. Very nice. I had that at twenty five, so not too far off. But that I I know that you rated that one, and that was that was a, a very good film. If you want to, you know, it was, it was a, a comedic a comedic look at a a true story. I guess is the best way of putting it. Yeah. Um, yeah number exactly. eight. Number eight. Number eight. I've got my second Stephen King film in Gerald's Game. Oh, and it sits in my in my top ten. Where did you have that one? Gerald's Game. I had it at 50. I didn't enjoy that one as much as you, um, but it was still all right. I just thought that one location sort of film, I just I really appreciated that. thought that was really good. Yeah, as, and her performance was insane. Yeah. It was. All right, you're number um, eight. Number eight, I have the very first film we ever did, Beasts of No Nation. Fantastic. Wow. So that's been pushed down a fair bit from... Uh, from recent times, because we, we had that quite high a lot of the time uh, when we've done a few of our lists. So interesting. Yeah. I, I may still have that to come um, coming up. So. <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs> Good. All right. Number seven. And this one I think uh, you're not going to have in your top 10, and I can put money on this one. But I, I absolutely loved this film. And um, I know that we made some comparisons with uh, Dear Simon, but for me, Alex Strange loves my number seven film. I, I really loved that film. Wow, yeah, I, I knew you liked it. I didn't know you liked it that much, but yeah, it, was, it wasn't a bad film. It didn't do a lot for me, um, but I can see the appeal. I had it at 64. Oh, so okay. cool. so that was number seven. Ooh. Yeah, number seven. I, I love that film. That was great. All right, what do you got at seven? At seven, I have the Meyerwitz stories. Good. I, I still have that to come, so I'm, I'm going to hold off on that one. Oh, nice. But good choice. Nice. Good choice for top 10. Good. So we've got a couple that are in the top 10 together now, which is which is a good feeling. Mm. 
All right, number six, I have the Angelina Jolie directed film. First, they killed my father. Um, about the that was the the war films. Yes. I've got that at six. I had that at thirty six. But yeah, that was that was a oh, good wow. film as well. Hmm. Good. All right. What have you got at six? Number six, I have Ark, which you mentioned before. You said one of the early ones we did. I just loved it. I thought it was I thought it was so gripping. I think it had a really short run time. Our conversation about it on the podcast was heaps of fun, just talking about the potential theories and um, one that I've definitely recommended to a lot of people since we watched it. Good. Ark, good film. I, yeah, I think going back, I had that at 15, I think. So close. We're getting close. Number five, this is probably the closest we've had, and that's where I've got uh, the Mayowitz stories, which you had couple of picks uh, ago yeah. so number five number five top five for me for maywit stories all right you're for number five like top it. five let's do it number five for me is you've ha- I've already mentioned this one is come sunday uh again i think i like it for all the reasons that you liked it but some of the uh some of the better performances we've seen a really gripping story and just i love a movie that just makes me think and it, it hit me on the same the same wavelength that i'm living on so it was a great movie Awesome. All right. Number four. And you haven't mentioned this one, so I'm thinking possibly you may still have this one to come up. And this is another Jason Siegel film, The Discovery. Have you got The Discovery in your top four? <laughs> I do. I do have it in my top four. It, it is not number four, though. Ooh, number what's your four, four then? for me is, ooh, 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 is Set It Up. Probably the most fun I had watching oh. this year. Or this, oh, this, bloody, this oh bloody hell. I knew that that was going to when awesome. I did my list. When I did my list, I knew that that was going to come up at some stage. I was not expecting that in top five. Um, I had that at fifty six. <laughs> I, I just it was had a, such a blast it, watching that film. It was good for what it was, but oh, yeah, okay, good, all right. Top three, top three time. Okay, mm. here we go. This is our bronze medal award for me. This is our Beast of No Nation, which you've already mentioned. Oh, yeah. So I think you're probably going to be able to work out quite easily what my next two are if anyone's listened to our podcast at all. But uh, <laughs> MJ, what's what's your number three? Well, my number three is The Discovery. Um, so they were very close, three and four for you and me. Very close. Um, does, what a great does, film, though, The Discovery. That I think that means that our top two are probably going to be um, similar, <laughs> but in a different order. <laughs> I feel I feel very closely. So for me, drum roll, my number two is uh, Oksha, which was a fantastic film. Um, love that film. So much heart, so much, just, just so much. It's got so many feels. So MJ, your number two? My number two is The Fundamentals of Caring. And yeah, I, you know what? It's probably better for you to talk about what was your number one film, Jesse? <laughs> Good, uh, great lead in because that's that's my number one film, The Fundamentals of Caring with Paul Rudd and Selena Gomez. That that movie just, uh, I don't know, it's just one that you can watch and it'll pick you up, and it's just got so much so much heart. Um, just yeah, I, I can't can't complain about anything in that film. So highly recommend if you haven't. And it's one of those films that a lot of people probably haven't heard of. And when I speak to people and they say, "Oh, you know, you, you do a podcast. What's what's a good one to watch?" and I go, "Check out the fundamentals of caring. Let me know what you think." So that's where my number one pick is. And and MJ, I think now it's your turn to sort of lead into um, where you want to go with number one. Yeah, look, and to be honest. Fundamentals of Caring, as he said, it was it was a belter of a film. Paul Rudd was awesome. Craig Roberts was awesome. But um, it's it has been one of those films that I've recommended to a lot of people and a lot of people have come back and said, wow, thanks for the recommendation. It's almost like this little hidden gem that 
I mean, it's getting more and more recognition as we go, but it's uh, it's just a really, as you said, it's a solid film. It's so hard to find an issue with it, and it's um, really heartwarming. I'd love to watch it again, to be honest. Um, but hmm. you did allude to my number one is Okja. This this movie blew me away. I I have just I don't remember feeling so much heart in a film in such a long time. I was completely on side with the main characters within the first couple of minutes. I was crying like a baby on probably three or four different occasions because I was so invested in the film. And um, it's it's got a special place in my heart, Okja, and I'm bloody glad that I watched it. Yeah, it's, I think when we did it on the podcast, I'd already watched it three times at least, I think. And, and even though I'd already seen it, like watching it for this just gave me a different sort of perspective on it. And, you know, it, it's an amazing film. Um, yeah, it, it, like, hi, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Go watch it. You Do yourself a favor. It's a, it's an amazing film. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Right. And obviously directed by Bong, Bong Joon-ho, who is Bong, the, yeah. uh, the incumbent best director at the moment. Correct. And who knows when the next uh, best director will be announced because that could be a long, long time. So he may, he'll probably hold on to that the longest than any director has, which is, uh, which is well worth it because that Parasite's a great film too. All right. Where are we heading next, MJ? What, what are we, what are we looking at now? Well, as, as anyone who listens to our podcast knows, one of the main parts of our show is talking about the scenes that we enjoyed. And this is where we get a chance to talk about our top five scenes from the la- from these hundred films, and I'll I'll let you have a, a couple of honourable mentions that we can fly through. And this is where it's going to be hard with spoilers, but do what you can. But uh, before you give me your top five scenes, what are some honourable mentions of some really good scenes that you've seen uh, in these hundred films? All right, good. Let's um, I'll I'll try and fly through my honourable mentions as best as I can. Um, and I'll have to try and do them as um, spoiler free as possible. <laughs> so this is going to be tricky. But my honourable mentions for the top five scenes, I've got um. <laughs> first one up i'm like oh that's a massive spoiler so i'm just gonna have to pause and, and reword this um kathy the counselor in can in candy jar just ah uh, yep, yep. yeah i'm not gonna say any more but that um got me um i've also got from bright there's a action scene um in the the serve station with a car which was just one of the better action scenes that we'd seen because there's not a lot of action films that we looked at in, in our first hundred mm. films i guess really liked that um El Camino Christmas, which is a, a Christmas film with uh, Tim Allen. There's this shootout between a couple of cops. It was just really, really funny. Um, if you just want a comedic sort of moment, that that was one of the the, the funnier ones for me. Um, we mentioned earlier, we both had the Mayowitz stories in our top uh, 20. So for me, there, there's just so many good scenes um, in this film. But for me, there's, there's the brothers responding about this pervert with their sister. I won't say much more about it, but that the comedic responses between characters in that scene is just fantastic. Go check that film out. Noah Baumbach, um, you know, marriage story. If you like that film, check out the Mayowitz stories. Um, first, they killed my father. Also mentioned this um, in my top 20, but there's the little girl. There's just a scene. It's, it's just heartbreaking. The, the impact of war and there's all these bombs and she's freaking out. It's just a really, really good scene. Mercy. I just got to put that out there. I know that you hated mercy, but I'm going to put a scene in there. It's just one of those scenes that just really got me that (laughs) there's not much to talk about this, this film looking back on it. I'm like, why did I like it so much? And I, as we've, (laughs) I just feel like maybe I need to watch it again, but I really did enjoy, um, there's this motorbike scene that scared the living daylights out of me. So I'm putting that in there just for the, the, the factor that it got me. And uh, finally, I just really liked uh, Tallulah and 
the, that film relates around Tallulah and this character Nico and and the scenes between those two characters, which was done through flashbacks in this film, were really really good. Mm-hmm. So they're my honourable mention. So I'm ready to to head into my top five countdown if you're ready for that. I'm ready for it, right, mate. Let's do this. Good. Okay. So again, number five. Try not to spoil it, but. The twist in Extinction. Check out Extinction. If you haven't seen Extinction, that mm. twist is my number five um, top scene of, of um, our 100 films. My number four. Number four, War Machine. I know uh, MJ didn't necessarily like War Machine, but there's, there's this scene where there's this president there in the Middle East and he's trying to hook up his Blu-ray player. And it, this, this <laughs> just was one of those laugh out loud scenes that I just needed to keep in because that is my top four scene. Like it was so good. Such a good scene. <laughs> um, number funny. three for me, it was very, very funny. Um, number three for me. So MJ didn't like this film either, but for burning sands, I can't really give too much away, but the final shot of this film, um, the main character Z, the camera work on his face in this final scene still stays with me today. Um, so if you haven't seen burning sands, I recommend it and I would say check it out just to, to see whether you can relate to these characters because I know even though it was a story about African-American kids, this still connected with me so much being a, a white um, Anglo-Saxon and I, I just thought the storytelling was amazing in that one. All right, number two. And this is where I need Hita to have a bit of a laugh with, but the fundamentals of caring, just that first 15 minutes. <laughs> it's not as funny without him being here anymore, but, but but the first 15 minutes of that movie were some of the best filmmaking I've seen in a long time. So we've mentioned that we both had that in our top two. Go check that scene out uh, from the fundamentals of caring. Yeah. First 15 minutes. Finally, my number one scene. My number one scene is the end of the Indian film called Sometimes. I'm not going to say oh, anything yeah. about what that final scene is now because I need to obviously not spoil it. So... But I'm just going to say that this is the only film that made us go back together and watch the final scene to get clarity. So to me, if that makes us do that and we're invested enough to go back and try and work out what happened in this scene, to me, that is an amazing scene. To make the audience actually care about what happened and work out what happened, number one scene for me. So check out sometimes if you haven't. It's a good All point. Right. We, did, uh, we did do that after we finished recording and then we even did a little emergency record afterwards. Um, but it was even good regardless of us having to rewatch it. It was. I remember sitting there almost in the mouth open by the end of it. So, yeah, good call. Exactly. All right, your turn, MJ. What are your top five scenes? Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll punch out a few honourable mentions. So, firstly, from the movie uh, Handsome with... <laughs> What's it called? A, de- a Netflix detective mystery, murder detective mystery. Detective story, yeah. <laughs> uh, Handsome, just there was this very funny back and forth between uh, Detective Handsome and a few of the detectives after they'd inspected the body. I was her name Fleur? Details, but <laughs> yeah, she was, right, she was, was part, of the, yeah, part of the back <laughs> and forth, but uh, that was very funny, very funny scene. Um, another honorable mention for Father of the Year, where and I know you didn't like this scene, but there's a scene at the lab with uh, it's just oh. probably four or five very funny moments about about these a lot of them to do with nipples. <laughs> yeah, was, I just found it very funny. Um, all the um, all the scenes from Fundamentals of Caring where Trevor pretends that he's choking or dying or whatever. It's probably four or five throughout the movie, and they're done beautifully well. Good comedic timing, good surprise factor. Uh, they're really excellent. 
Uh, I've also got in Benji when, oh God, when they leave Benji outside in the pouring rain, that's one, one scene that I just can't get out of my head when the, they have to say, go, you got to go, you got to go. And he's waiting. <laughs> oh man, that dog gets me every time. Um, I also have an honorable mention, Jesse, for your number one film in Sometimes. I thought it was a belter. Um, the final shot of Seven Años when they're basically just showing them all sitting at the table without any spoilers. It just really, <laughs> that whole 70 minutes, or it was a short film, but whatever it happened, that whole 70 minutes basically summed up in one shot. Um, the My Witch Stories, different one to you, but again, it, it's a scene, it's a movie that you just enjoy as a whole without trying to really pick things out of it. But there's just this one scene where Adam Sandler character, um, he, he starts to realise about the how pissed off he is at his dad and he doesn't know why and he kind of, wishes that he had done one really horrible thing to him but instead it's just mm. he talks about this multitude of small things small things over and over and over again and it's that those tiny moments in our life that really that really set us up for who we are so uh that was mm. a really nice uh, monologue uh in the movie clinical the um nora who is the basically the escape mental patient when she gets inside the house absolutely chilling scene i remember it uh, very well, mainly for the way it made me feel rather than how it was, but awesome scene. Uh, and I'm just going to write the twist from Shimmer Lake. No more to be said. <laughs> Felt like I was watching Saw. I was that impressed. Um, <laughs> it uh, was like Saw. It was, it was literally Saw. <laughs> <laughs> I think they took the music out of Saw. Um, I got two more honorable mentions, but in the babysitter when B just gets real stabby for the first time. And I think it's the first time in a movie. I was like, what the hell? I did not see that happening when she just basically killed a guy. Um, and then the elevator scene in set it up. You don't really need to say anything more than that, but the elevator scene in set it up was very, very funny. So into my top five um, from the movie come Sunday. And this scene is probably really good because of the performances from Jason Siegel and, and Chiwetel Ejiofor when they're at um, Chiwetel's house and they're basically talking about everything they built together, but that chemistry and the love and the, them feeding off each other, everything about that scene was just so powerful. Um, and I just, as I said, I love a film that speaks to me and talks about issues that make so much sense and you can understand why a person feels a certain way and you can understand why another person feels another way. That was that scene was very unlucky not to make my list. I, I completely agree. That was oh, a good. fantastic scene. Yep. I reckon this one probably was as well, Jesse, from uh, Game Over Man. Uh, the scene in the room with the gay terrorists, <laughs> particularly uh, with Adam, De yeah. Adam Devine basically being nude from the from the waist down for the entire scene. And I just, it is, it's just a very funny scene with with them fighting and him having his pants down. And by the end of it, once they realise they get they got to go, he actually goes into the closet to put his pants back on, so he's not doing it in front of them. I just, it's a very very funny scene. I was in hysterics watching it. Apparently, that was his real penis too, which I find very hard to believe. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was all <laughs> for it. Um, oh, this is going to be really hard to do without spoiling it. So you know what? Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about a scene from A Futile and Stupid Gesture. If you do want to see the movie and you don't want to have it spoiled, just just press pause for like 15 seconds. I'm going to talk through it really quickly. All right, you pressed pause. So <laughs> Yeah, pause. Good. Just the, uh, the, the suicide twist, really. Um, that whole funeral scene really made me stand up and pay attention to what it was. It was just this perfect balance between 
melancholy and funny because he knew it was a really serious thing and the, the character that they'd introduced didn't want to take things too seriously and, and they just captured it perfectly and, and just completely caught me off guard. It was very, very well done. Mm. Um, all right, hopefully you're back now <laughs> from pressing pause or pressing uh, mute. I'm still here. Number two. <laughs> Number two is from the Fundamentals of Caring again. And it's a scene after they meet Trevor's dad. It was just this perfect culmination of the emotional intensity of the film. And I know you spoke so highly about it in general as a movie. And that scene for me is the one that stands out. And I think about it the most where Paul Rudd and, and Craig Roberts have a bit of a tiff. And I just, yeah, that, that was the one for me that, that got the film over the line. Good. Number one, number one is from the movie Okja. I didn't realize that my one and two scenes are from my one and two movies. But from Okja, when it's not really a spoiler, but when there's all these super pigs at the end and there's a baby super pig and, and the super pigs that they've, they're just so, they're so clever, they're so smart and they help that little baby escape even though they know that they can't escape. And that was when I was like bulk tears. It was, <laughs> it was the most emotional I'd been watching any of these hundred movies. And God, I think I actually want to rewatch it right now. Good scene. Yeah, very nice scene. All right, well, I think that uh, leads us into our worst scenes almost where I'll That's probably it. give off my honourable mentions and then head into my top five worst scenes for our first for 100 it, Netflix original films. All right, so my honourable mentions. First one is the film, How It Ends. My second one <laughs> is <laughs> Abby and Sam from Irreplaceable You. I, I know that you love that film, but eh, that, that couple in that film, they honourable mention for being horrible. Um, Game Over Man. I know that we, we mentioned Game Over Man in... You know, you liked a couple of scenes in that. The misogyny and the homophobic slurs, they deserve an honorable mention for horrible scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Reality, hashtag reality high. This is going back a fair way, but all of those scenes with those two main protagonists were dog shit. Um, <laughs> next one, Shimmer Lake. <laughs> there was nice. some really poor dialogue in this film in Shimmer Lake, and especially there's this copper. Um, it's a long time we watched this, but there was a copper in the car, and... Um, he's in the kid the the car with a little kid and the kid's like you know when i'm dirty mum gives me a bath and he's like that's what i'm doing i'm giving the whole town a bath that is just (laughs) that's one of the worst lines i've heard in film history um xo xo this was another one that frustrated me the all of the drug scenes the tripping scenes this is one scene where this guy has a trip and goes through a portaloo toilet woeful oh yeah and the final honorable mention i have is uh, from Take the Ten, just that Chester and oh, Chris yeah. character, the the opening scene in that set me off so poorly for that film that I can't go back on that film. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, go back yeah. and watch the, the start of yeah the opening scene from Take the Ten. That was really poor. All right, top five. So number five is from our film that we did last week, which was Burj Mohan Amar Ra, and it's the end of that film where they've got this parallel story with a judge and this guy and i'm not i don't want to spoil it but that was a horrible scene so i'm putting that as my number five number four going all the way back to the start one of our worst films which i think we've both got very very low on our lists but it's our brahman Naman, and it is a scene with a fridge a ceiling fan and a fish tank i'm not going to go into into any detail but it involves a penis and that is all i'm going to say so that was horrible my number three worst scene is any scene with Rob, the main character from Naked, trying to get to his wedding. That movie oh, was that's the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. So repetitive. So that is 
number three is those <laughs> scenes. the crux in, of the in, movie. <laughs> correct. So that's where I've got it at three. <laughs> number two. <laughs> so we're getting there. Two to go. Number two yeah. is Paradox. Number one. We're up to my number. Number one. <laughs> number one is... Worth saying. A, f- a film called To Eat Your Own. And again, this is going to be hard without spoiling yeah, it, but the final scene nah, of this film is yeah. just, whoa, 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 whoa. Worst ending I've seen in a film in a long, long time. That is my worst scene. To Eat Your Own. Check it out. Was it? I think it was French. It's French or Italian? French. I think it was French. It's French uh, film. French. What, whatever. I, yeah. It's left such a good impact on me that, yeah, go watch that. That is the worst scene in 100 films, the last scene of that film. <laughs> okay, MJ, fill us in. What are your worst scenes? Uh, all right, I'll give you a few honorable mentions as well. Um, hashtag reality high, the whole pretending to be friends thing with all the cool girls was so obviously set her up for embarrassment and it took like half an hour of the film and you were just waiting for this big crux to happen mm. that you knew it was going to happen, so that was pretty ordinary. Um, Game Over Man, which I, I did like the movie, and like similar to what you said though, there was this fight scene with Joel and Irma where it was just way too much playing the gay card and it wasn't very funny and it was overdone. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Holiday, he sings this song about New York, which is just just awful. <laughs> I hated it. That movie nearly hit my top uh, 20. So <laughs> <laughs> That movie nearly derailed the podcast because it was so early on. I was like, I don't know if I can do this, Jesse. <laughs> um, in the open house... Talk about bad movies. Um, all these extended scenes of, of uh, Dylan Minnette's character walking around the house and then all this music <laughs> rising true. and crescendoing and then and then nothing happens. <laughs> it happened like five times. Um, Put his head on the floor. From the kissing booth. The kissing yeah. booth. As if there's this movie. I think this is meant to be this scene where it's meant to be like this big romantic scene where she's jogging home from the kissing booth firstly. Um, and then he sort of rolls in on the <laughs> motorbike and picks her up and then it starts raining and then the rain stops and then they have this like over-dramatization like if we wait out this rain we should be fine like it's going to be the end of the world and it is just a disgraceful scene and I love a good romantic yep, that, scene and that didn't work. Yeah, that, that running almost made my horrible scenes just for the, 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 the running that we saw in that <laughs> and then that, yeah, that takeoff of the Santa music almost little rotunda that was, yeah, that was woeful. Yes. I agree. <laughs> so bad so um bridge mohan like you mentioned different scene but there's a scene where his girlfriend or whatever you want to call her she cuts up all of his clothes and she wants to have sex with someone else and then she slaps him and then he still is just like oh i love you you're the best thing and i just didn't know what was happening i didn't know why that at the hotel the whole thing didn't make sense and that scene was just awful yep uh, what's next um the most hated woman in america when they jumped to three years later uh, completely softened absolutely everything that was happening in that film at that time. Very, very ordinary. Hmm. Um, this is pretty self-explanatory, but there is a rape scene in The Killer, which is just hard to watch. <laughs> I didn't, yep. didn't enjoy it. Hmm. Uh, I was surprised this movie didn't get a mention for you in any of your scenes, Jesse, but from Mascots, a scene with Corky <laughs> St. Clair helping Lacey with her dance rehearsal, which was just a mishmash of shocking characters coming together to completely waste my time in front of TV. That is that is my least favorite movie out of all the films we did. But I yeah I I couldn't I was like there's more important things to talk about than that piece of shit. So yeah, that's all good. I'll leave that one out. <laughs> so that was number one hundred for you, was it? 
that was my yeah number 100 uh, for those playing at home mine was brahman um mm. all right my final my final honorable mention is in peewee where he's screeching that balloon for about a minute and 40 seconds but <laughs> i i'm gonna be honest our dedication to this podcast we've seen a lot of bad movies and a lot of bad scenes that is the only time i have fast forwarded through a scene and i genuinely fast forwarded through him screech screeching that balloon i didn't even know it was going to last as long as it did yeah that's great uh all right my top five all right top five from from win it all there's a scene where he has a heart attack which i thought whilst watching the film it was meant to be a fake heart attack but it was a real heart attack it was just the worst acting you'll ever see <laughs> Um, from the movie Mercy, sorry mate, but it, it bothered me. Ah, actually, a little little bit of a spoiler here. Um, if you do want to see the movie Mercy, I'm going to spoil it because I have to spoil it. So just hit mute for a second. It bothered me so much how easily they administered that cure when the whole time I was like, just give her the cure, just give her the cure, and there was all this toing and froing, <laughs> and they just did it, and it was easy, and it really bothered me. Um, for for someone for someone three, who was um. I was going to say, for someone who was like against us not giving spoilers, you've you've spoiled quite a few, a few things in your, in your <laughs> at, least, at least I've given a little <laughs> alert. I know, I know, it is hard. Yeah, yeah um, true. Number three, I've actually got your number one scene from To Each Her Own. That was just an atrocious ending of a film. It was embarrassing. Yep. Uh, actually, at number two, I've got all mm. the... The scenes from Brahma Nama that you mentioned as well, the fish tank, the fridge, <laughs> basically all the unrelatable masturbation scenes that were terrible. Yep. Um, oh, and number one, you also mentioned, but I'm breaking it down a little bit more, but the first 15 and 20 minutes of Paradox and the last 15 and 20 <laughs> minutes of Paradox. In the middle, there's like this little concert that's okay, but they, apart from that, it was, whoa, it was bad. It wasn't a light, it was like a 50 minute film, so you've only left about 20 minutes out of it. Yeah, and I just had to mention that twenty minutes wasn't as bad as the rest. Uh, good, yeah, nah, that paradox. That was um, Daryl Hannah. Yeah, I don't know what she was doing. All right, yeah, so we're on to characters, characters, characters. This is where we go. Yeah, through and I just our top... before you start, though, I just want to mention like a character because we it, it does get confusing because we have a section for characters and a section for acting performances, and a character for me trying to differentiate the two when I'm making these lists is it's all about someone that we could connect with and, and relate to and, and basically just enjoy on a visceral level. And that performance always helps, but sometimes these characters were just so well put together that the movie just doesn't work without these characters. And that, that's kind of the difference I think between a character and a performance is sometimes a character is just so well written and you go, what a, what a brilliant character that they've created out of nothing. So that's, I just wanted to give that before we, before we sort of start. Oh geez, that's a tough definition. I hope my uh, my mentions are going to stand up to that. <laughs> well, I think got... <laughs> you, you do it without even thinking about it. It's just nice yeah. to be explicit about what we mean by character. Good. All right. Well, these are my honourable mentions for our top five characters. So the first one was um, from the film The Week of, which was about uh, two families sort of getting together for a marriage. And the character from that was um, Seymour, who was played by Steve Buscemi, and it was this, this wheelchair-bound guy with this fake war sort of uh you know fake vet veteran of war sort of story i just thought he was a it was a great character that provided a lot of comedic relief um for that film that wasn't steve buscemi though no it wasn't was it because that guy yeah sorry not steve, steve buscemi, buscemi, was, steve buscemi was the guy wheeling him yeah. around yeah sorry yeah this yeah yeah <laughs> you, you knew who i meant this name the seymour dude the, yeah. the, the guy who was actually a yeah. guy who had no legs um 
yeah. sometimes is a film I've mentioned before, and I'm just going to put in this this Krish character um, just because of the impact of this final scene of this film that I'm not going to spoil, but the, the voice, just his his presence in this film, I think is uh, very, very important. And I think he's a very important character to that film. And liking that film, I need a character from that film as well. Um I'm going to put in a character here, Chris O'Dowd, who's, he plays um, this character called Mundy in Cloverfield Paradox. And um, just for a film that was the third film in a trilogy, he provided, again, a lot of comedic relief that I really enjoyed in that film. So that Mundy character was, he was just really good in this sort of um, situation where there's lots of different characters from different countries. And yeah, he was good. Um, I mentioned this previously, but we watched this film called The Wheelman. And it was literally set in a car. So I'm, I'm putting in the car as this character because the camera very rarely left that car. Great character, yeah. great film. Um, highly recommend that one as well. I haven't mentioned that one yet. So that's, that's a good one to sort of, uh, you know, one of those surprise sort of packages that's there. Um, Nick from Bright. We've mentioned Bright before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being a cop to this character was everything to him. And just this, this sort of... Um, you know, these struggles that he has between being an orc and being a human and whose side he's on. I just thought that character story and that circle that he had in this film was fantastic. So I'm putting him mm-hmm. in as an honorable mention. Um, I liked Mercy. You didn't like Mercy. So those, there's these brothers in this film and I'm just putting an honorable mention to all those brothers in that film because um, they were just also different and, and helped uh, propel that story. Um, finally, my, my last honorable mention is, uh, the command in, in base of no nation who was played by Idris Elba, just this hard ass sort of guy that, yeah, just such a, an important character to that film. And just that innocence in these characters is, is sort of taken away by this one person, um, who represented a lot more in that film. Yeah. All right. Good. Top five, my top five characters. So my number five is Sandy Wexler from the film, Sandy oh, nice. Wexler. That that character is just such a good character, and I know Adam Sandler put together all these different people, you know, as well as his manager, who or one of his man was his man. I think it was his manager at some stage. Um, he was basically based, based on his manager. Based on him. Yeah, just that character was fantastic. So here's my number five. Um, number four is I mentioned this before, Burning Sands. And I mentioned previously too that this character Z, he was so relatable for me and just is the the character wanting to fit in and doing the right thing by his girlfriend. And I just, and I'm not going to, I don't want to give away the end again, but that Z character to me, I, I just really related to him. So that's why that film was a lot higher for me because that, that film was just so relatable and I still don't know why. So that was number four. Number three, go with Alex Strangelove. Um, Alex from Alex Strangelove, just, mm. I, I just that film just left such a positive um, impact on me, and that was because of him and because of his character and just that film. So I'm putting him as number three. Number two, we're going with Oksha. I'm going with Misha, um, the character from Oksha, the little girl. Just her innocence, just that character in that film meant so much to to that Love the it. ability of connecting with that film. Um, without that connection to her, that film means nothing really. And finally, my number one character is Trevor from The Fundamentals of Caring. I had that as my number one film. It's my number one character. He is just just such a good character that you just you just every scene of him on the screen, you you feel you feel him and that film doesn't leave as big a mark on me without him. So that's my number one character is Trevor from 
the fundamentals of caring. All right, MJ, your turn. That is turn. a great list. Up with your... Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Hopefully there's a few different ones for you. So what have you got? There are a few. Yeah, there's a few different ones. There's a few similarities, but I know I enjoy listening to that. And every time you, you say things, I'm like, God, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, I remember that person. So it's, it's a nice little reminder as well. But um, my honorable mentions, and I'll try and fly through them. I've actually got Wheelman from the movie Wheelman. Uh, I know you mentioned the car, but mm. the fact that the, the, the main guy who was in the car uh, made that movie so engaging was a credit to the character. Uh, as you mentioned, I've got Nick Jacoby from Bright, so I won't go into him. Uh, Tallulah from the movie Tallulah. Uh, just, that was obviously a very character-driven movie and, and Ellen Page does a great job, but Tallulah is uh, just, you just can't quite, you, you want to dislike her at times and you can't quite, and that's such a good trait in a character. Um, I've got Agu from, from Beasts of No Nation. Uh, again, the, the movie's told from his perspective and, and, it, and it carries the story very well. I've also got Margot from Tallulah. Um, just a strong, likable mother figure in a movie, which was great. Mm. Uh, as you mentioned, I've got Sandy Wexler from Sandy Wexler, so I won't go into that <laughs> one. Uh, from Irreplaceable You, I had Myron, who was played by Christopher Walken, and I think he was this, this, um, just this, I don't know how you say it, but he was like the, the guardian angel of the film that, Every time he was there, he was imparting wisdom that not only did the characters need to hear, but I kind of needed to hear as well as someone watching the film and played a really strong movie for someone that wasn't even a major role of the film, meant a lot. So great by great role, great character. Fair call because, he, yeah, he was definitely the highlight of that film. So, yeah, good call. Yeah. Um, from the movie Clinical, I've got Alex, who was the, uh, without trying to spoil it, he was one of the patients in Clinical. Hmm. Um, little evil i have the collective group of stepdads those guys were just <laughs> awesome they were so funny and that was a weird kind of film but it kind of worked and they were really funny in it um hmm. father of the year i've got marty and i mentioned this when we did the film recently like that character of this guy who's just he's such a dag but you just respect him for being such a dag and he's got his life together but he's so uncool and he's so afraid of anything that's not like within his little world i just it's such a good character and you can't really go wrong with it <laughs> um fundamentals of caring i have ben probably for similar reasons to why you have trevor but i think ben was almost his heartbeat of the film we had his own backstory that was really difficult um, it was really difficult for him to fight through all that. And I, I, that kind of resonated with me probably the same way that maybe Trevor resonated with you, Jesse, but, um, mm. irreplaceable you, I've got Abby. I know you put her and her, her husband as like the worst scenes in the film, but <laughs> Abby, for me, this is a woman who's, you know, going, going through terminal cancer and trying to get her life in order. And I just, that idea of, that idea of going through something like that really hit me hard watching this film. And, and I think she made decisions that I probably would have made. And, and that, that means a bit to me. So hmm, um, good. that's why that character works for me. Benji from the movie Benji. And I know the dog, but tell me there was a scene in that movie, Benji. If Benji wasn't in it, it was a bad scene. <laughs> that, that dog carried that movie. Like you couldn't believe. I agree. Um, good and dog. my final honorable mention <laughs> Is um, a final honorable mention is Krishnamurthy, as you mentioned from sometimes as well, for the same reasons hmm. that you mentioned him. So my top five, number mm. five, Detective Detective Fleur Scazzari from Handsome, <laughs> just hilarious. I just laugh after laugh. She was crass as hell. 
but just so so many great lines that uh, I was eating out of the palm of her hand. So number four from the movie Caliber, I've got Vaughn. And I, I, again, this is a movie that made me think so much of what I would do if I was in his situation. And this, this character probably, from a relatable perspective, is probably the reason why I like him so much because he made so many decisions that I probably would have made. So um, just that that's a character that stuck with me and made the film as good as it was. I've got Danny from the My Witch story. So that was Adam Sandler's character. And that's basically Danny's film, right? There's, there's some big characters in the film, but we're sort of following his story and he's, he's kind of grappling with his place in his family and his own his own sort of role as a father. And, and that came off really well. Um, at number two, I actually have Okja from the movie Okja. And, and, and this has probably got more to do with the fact that they've created this, this animal, this species that isn't human. And they've made it so intelligent, so endearing that you you spend the whole movie rooting for something that's not even uh, you know a living, breathing human uh, that doesn't communicate the way you do. But they make it so intelligent that you just you can't get enough of it. So Okja was just something else for me. So hmm. number one from the movie I don't feel at home in this world anymore was Tony, uh, played by Elijah Wood. But that character just brings a whole new level to that movie. His his humor, but also his principles. It's just, it's just such a wonderful role, and I just can't imagine the movie without it. So Tony from my day, I don't feel at home in this world anymore, is my favorite character from these hundred films. Good, yeah, no, Elijah Wood was fantastic in that, so that was good. Mm. Very good. All right. Well, our last category that we're going to look at for this one is our top five acting performances, and I'll have a look uh, first with my honorable mentions. So to kick it off, and we've we've spoken up this uh this film a little bit this evening, and that's uh come Sunday. So my performance from Chawedal Eljafor for the character he plays, Bishop um, Carlton Pearson, just mm-hmm. he was amazing in that. The performance in that, like, he just believed everything he was saying. Um, can't put a, a foot wrong with that performance. So very good mention there for me. I've also got Tim Allen from El Camino Christmas. Um, it was just nice seeing Tim Allen in a, in a role that wasn't necessarily <laughs> sort of just a stand-up comedic sort of role. Had a bit of heart in that role. Mm. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. You had this one um, in your your characters, but I've got Benji as the performance. Um, that dog, yeah, that dog was amazing. Oh, yeah. So putting him in here. Um, Brad Pitt, for me, in War Machine. Um, I know I, I really liked that film and I just liked that straight-up sort of character that he played. So I thought that was great. Um i got to put here an honourable mention for Gerald's Game, um, Carla Cugino, who played the character oh, Jesse. Yeah. Just being able to hold that film and, and almost play two characters in one was just incredible. Um, she did really, really well in that. Um, this one here is uh, for Abraham Attar, who played Agu. You mentioned him before as well. Mm-hmm. Hadn't Obviously hadn't seen him in anything before in Beasts of a Nation, and um, his performance was, was really, really good and held that film up, and obviously why it was so highly rated um, in our list as well. Final honourable mention for me, and this is, we're crossing over again a little bit between our characters, but for me, that performance for the character Alex in Clinical um, by Kevin Rahm was just, um, yeah, really, really good. So thoroughly enjoyed that as well. All right, um, top five. Let's do it. So for me, um, five, I've got Martin Freeman as Andy in Cargo. Um, I just thought that he held that film up. I know we haven't mentioned that so far tonight, but yeah, I thought that um, his ability, Outback Australia, the dedication that he showed through his acting was was fantastic for that whole sort of storyline. So I enjoyed that as well. 
Uh, for me, four, I've got Sarem Shreemok, who played the young girl in First They Killed My Father. Um, and I know mm-hmm. that this performance held a lot based on Angelina Jolie's direction, but I thought for a, a kid actor, amazing job. For me, for number three, I've got Devin Terrell um, as Obama from Barry. Um, just that that film was that that was held up based on his performance and almost his impersonation, I guess. So that was really good. Mm. Top two, here so we go. So number yeah, number two for me, I've got Jack Black from The Poker King. He played this character oh, Yarn yes. based on a real character. <laughs> he was fantastic in that role. Like just such a good job. Um, just believable just not what you expect from Jack Black. So I really liked yeah. that. And then finally, number one for me, I've got Jason Siegel for um, Come Sunday. Um, his character is Henry. Yeah. He just blew it out of the park for me. Um, just a bonus mention. I mean, he was in Discovery as well. He was good in that, but um, just his character. And that scene that you mentioned that I almost had as an honorable mention, like he was just fantastic mm. in this. So that's why I've got him there for that number one. All right. That was your awesome. Turn. Let's do it. Yeah. I I love going through this stuff, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and fly through my honorable mentions because I've got a few of them, but I do want to mention them all. Um, but this is so much fun to do. So uh, number twenty, sorry, I won't give you the number. But honorable mention, I've got Idris Elba as the commander in Beast of No Nation. I've got Alan Page as Tallulah in Tallulah. Alison Janney as Margot in Tallulah. I've got Bob Odenkirk as Ray Wentworth in Girlfriend's Day. Uh, Melanie Linsky as Ruth in I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. I've got the dog from Benji in Benji. Uh, Paul Rudd as Cactus Bill in Mute. (laughs) Dustin Hoffman as Harold in The Mayor Witch Stories. Carla Gugino as Jesse in Gerald's Game. Marco Giolini as Franco in Forgive Us Our Debts. Uh, Paul Rudd again, this time as Ben in Fundamentals of Caring. I've got Jason Segel as Henry, as you mentioned, as number one in Come Sunday. He was great. Uh, Kevin Rahm as Alex from Clinical. Adam Sandler as Danny from the My Witch Stories. Uh, Zoe Deutsch as Harper from Set It Up. Uh, Devin Terrell as Barry uh, from Barry. Lakeith Stanfield as Billy Cole in War Machine. Elijah Wood as Tony, and I don't feel at home in world this more. I don't feel at home in this world anymore, as <laughs> I said, as my number one character. But Elijah Wood was awesome in that role. And just missing out on my top five is Domin Hall Gleason as Henry Beard from. A futile and stupid gesture. So I do have a few there. I understand that, but I just couldn't find myself not to mention those guys. So I thought I'd breeze through them. Um, number five. This is credit to this actor, to be honest, because you have him at number one. I have him at number five for a completely different film. Um, Jason Siegel as Will in The Discovery, and I think what I loved about his performance here was it's not the Jason Siegel I expected. I had trouble with him in the first few minutes and he won me over really quickly after that, but really hard to the point where I loved this movie and I loved this performance. So well done, Jason Siegel. You, you, you've had a good hundred movies in Netflix and you've only been in two of them. Um, <laughs> Craig Roberts as Trevor is my number four from the fundamentals of caring. Uh, I know you mentioned him as your favorite character the performance to, to pull off that character was really strong from a, from a guy I've never heard of. And I probably don't think I've ever seen him since um, playing someone with a particular disease, obviously being in a wheelchair for the entire film, but that wit just was just so sharp. And um, it was just it's such a strong performance. Um, my top three really bloody hard to separate them, to be perfectly honest. At number three, I ended up with Chiwetel Ejiofor as Carlton Pearson in 
come Sunday. This was such a powerful performance. This movie was in my top five, largely to do with how good um, Chiwetel was. And I I highly recommend, A, watching this film, B, just letting yourself get sucked in by this performance because he was awesome in it. Yep. Number two, again, could have very easily been number one, but number two, I have Thomas Jane, who played Wilf in 1922. If you had told me that Thomas Jane was from the 1920s and he time-travelled here to play that role, then I would have believed you. He was that damn good and that seemed that damn authentic in this movie. It was a hell of a performance from him. But he didn't get number one because number one for me is Glenn Powell as Charlie in Set It Up. Now, <laughs> I know <laughs> I know you think this was just like a bit of a, a, a flash in the pan, good fun, romantic comedy, but Glenn Powell has charisma that you, you just can't even describe in this movie. And as I said, I had so much fun watching it and half of it was to do with how much I just love seeing Glenn Powell being Glenn Powell and, He's just—he's funny. He's—he's he's charming. He's smooth. He's just brilliant. And I—I—I I, I said before I want to just put on Octa right now. I want to put up set it up as well because and and I mentioned Zoe Deutsch is my honorable mentions. They're both great in it. But Glenn Powell—he's one of my favorites anyway. So I'm a bit biased, but he gets number one for me. Good. Well, you can definitely go and watch uh, that one by yourself <laughs> again because I'm not going to watch set it up again. Just putting it out there. But no, that was, that was, that's good. It's always good to hear the, the different things that uh, we enjoy each. That's good. I enjoyed yeah, that. Well so as as always, that yeah, I've, yeah, we've we've had a good time and, you know, we've gone over an hour. So that's it's amazing that we can come up with, you know, such such um, good memories from doing this for over a year and a bit. Um, we love yeah, chat. Year and a half. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, well, I guess that's um, almost it. But if you want to listen out next week, we've mentioned previously that we've got a comedy uh, for our next one, which is Like Father, directed by Lauren Miller, starring Kristen Bell, Kelsey Grammer, and Seth Rogen. So check that out if you're, you're keen to listen along with us next time. But um, thank you, MJ. This has been this has been good. It has been good. And we'll, uh, we'll put some of these lists on our social channels so you can see them. Obviously, it's quite difficult to take, uh, take stock of everything when you're listening to it. But we'll put our list. We might even put our... Um, our We'll put out, obviously, our films. We might put out characters and other things as well, see how we go. But uh, thank you very much, all everyone, for listening, A, for this episode, but B, for the support we've had over the last 100 episodes. We have a blast doing it, and um, we enjoy the feedback we get from everyone, and, and we're just going to keep doing it until it stops being fun. So thank you very much. <laughs> Good. Yep, and couldn't have enjoyed doing it more with anyone else. So thank you, MJ, uh, for your work on this. And, um, yeah, I, I look forward to chatting again with you next time. Right back at you, mate. Thank you very much.